episode 10. Still quarantine, but at least the basketball guys sent us the last dance. So today, I got Avery back in the building. Welcome back, Avery. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Got a new guy. Got a new guy with us today. Marcus. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, brother, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate being there. Thank you for being on here, man. So, the last dance. This is what we're talking about today. I just want to recap episode one and episode two and just get uh, everybody's opinion on, on, on what we thought about that, man. <laughs> right, right. We taking the gloves off today because, man, y'all been having me fuming. I ain't even going to lie. I've been hot. I see, man. I saw you on Facebook just trying to reserve everything for the, for the podcast. But you know what? Let me say this first. Before you start asking us to give our input, <laughs> my per- now look, my personal opinion, my own personal opinion, I think Jordan is the greatest ball player of all time. But I am going to give my personal opinion on him as a person. So I don't want no Jordan <laughs> stands out there to be inboxing me and going crazy. So I don't want to hear all that. I'm just going to give y'all my personal opinion uh, on him as a person as well. That's going to be drastically different. And I I, I feel um, that. At least you being honest. At least you being honest. Yeah, got to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't watch the documentary, so you're you going to know why. <laughs> and, and look. <laughs> I'm going to know why I didn't watch the documentary. When I seen your post the other night, I was like, I definitely got to get him on here. Somehow, some way, I got to get him on here. Because it's like, it's a gift and a curse. For me, I love basketball. I'm going to watch that regardless. I have Come Fly With Me. I got Michael Jordan's Playground. Any documentary with Jordan, I own it. So people are throwing me into that conversation of I'm just watching it to bash Jordan and I'm looking for things to highlight. I haven't used the word LeBron since it aired, but for some reason I keep getting thrown into these conversations. So I just been sitting on my hands, dog. I'm like, how, how? And that's why I feel like it's a gift and a curse because we're going through this period with no sports. Everybody's dying to be able to watch something. But you already knew that as soon as that aired, that was everybody's opportunity to go at LeBron. And I'm like, it's amazing to me how hard people are going, but they're trying to cover it as if all these LeBron fans is making this stuff up and doing this, doing that. Every Jordan fanatic that I that I know, y'all are the ones that's making the post. We're just coming on there to, to comment on the post, but yet we're the ones getting labeled as creating the, the conversation. So <laughs> both of y'all are here for a reason. Let's talk. Now, you're absolutely right that uh, <clears throat> when this documentary was coming out, that of course a lot of LeBron fans and a lot of Jordan fans was going to be at each other's necks about this. Uh Definitely going to, you know, further the argument of who's the greatest, who's the best. And it just seems like on social media, what I've seen is that uh, these arguments are getting like, you know, overly heated, a little personal. And uh, and you're right. This documentary is definitely going to be used as fuel to the Jordan, the Jordan uh, fan group argument is, uh, you know, and then, of course, on the opposite side of that, the LeBron fans are going to try to dissect, not you, not saying you, <laughs> but a lot of the LeBron fans are going to try to dissect that documentary and 
inspire little things to kind of, you know, pick and pull and you get to further their arguments. So these, these next few Sundays, man, social media is going to be bananas. Crazy. That was just the first two episodes. First two episodes got people kind of talking like this, and that was just like a, a introduction. Uh, introduction, bro. That's what I'm saying. I was like, we wasn't even at the first commercial break before Facebook was blowing up. I'm like, bro, they still talking about Jordan at, at, at Chapel Hill. How, how did we get to this point that fast? Now, real quick, before we dive in, Avery, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor real quick because you said you refused to watch it. You said you didn't want to see it. So elaborate on that. All right, so I remember a couple of months ago, um, we all, of course, we all remember we all lost Kobe. Um, Kobe's my favorite player. Um, he's my GOAT. Um, and, and so me, personally, um, I made that decision, well, I'm trying to, where I'm not, I don't want to argue about greatness. I don't care about it right now. You know, this man was great. This man was great. This man was great. And I see what this documentary is doing. I knew this was going to happen. This was going to do nothing but cause one huge argument over greatness between players. That's why I'm like, you know what? Right now, as a person who just loved Kobe, loved Jordan, loved LeBron, you know what? I'm not arguing with that stuff right now. I, at some point, I will see it, but at this point, I'm just, it's just, it's not something that I feel like me personally, I want to get involved in. It's just, that's just how I feel. Just because, you know, I made that decision. Me personally make the decision that I really do not want to argue over greatness because they're all great. And that's fair because it's funny that you say that because when Kobe did pass, it was a whole lot of social media was like, man, I'm done arguing about goats and greats. Man, we need to respect these kings while they here and this and that. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not even making it up. I'm not trying to be funny or nothing. Me and my wife were sitting here watching, and I was like, I can't wait to see the reactions. So all day Sunday, I didn't say nothing about no LeBron, no nothing. I was legit ready to watch it. Like, we went pop popcorn. We had bottles of wine. We, we ready to look at it. And I kid you not, as soon as I checked my phone, yeah, I hope y'all tuned in. This is what real goats look like. This is this and that. And I'm just like mind blown. So Marcus, I'm going to ask you this. Before we even dive into any type of debates, discussions, was it anything that you saw in those first two episodes that you didn't know? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, I did not know the details of the contract for Scottie Pippen because me, you know, me being that young, I just naturally assumed that if he's the second best player on that team or some nights even the best player, top three, top five player in the league, I thought that he was getting paid a lot more than that. So I, I did not know that. Uh, I did not know that he was getting paid so little. And also, I thought that um, the GM's name, what's his name again? Kraus. I thought Kraus was universally hated by everybody. I didn't know that people was actually speaking highly of him. Like, hey, you know, he's a real nice guy. And some of the stuff that he got, he really didn't deserve. So I, I, I definitely saw a lot of stuff from him documentary that really surprised me but Pippen's contract stood out the most for me and and that was that was my takeaway from it too because I've read Phil Jackson's book so a lot of this stuff that they're talking about 
I've already read it in the book. Phil Jackson covered this in his book. But for me, it's like now you get the visual. You can see, you can confirm what's true and what was fabricated. So them going in depth about Scottie Pippen and his family and all of that, that's the part that I thought was dope. Now, in the first episode, when they was talking about Jordan, some of them clips they took from Come Fly With Me. So I'm like, all right, I get it. I see it. The part that I did not know, and that's where I respect Michael Jordan, was in Come Fly With Me when he broke his foot, they just said that he went to uh, Chapel Hill to just kind of rehab, to take a, get away from the game because he was frustrated with playing time. They didn't say that he went against the doctor's wishes and stuff like that, and he was out there playing when he wasn't supposed to. So when I saw that and I saw how hungry he was to get back on the court and they showed those clips of him on the bench when they was pulling him out on his minutes restrictions, Man. that's the part I was like, you have no argument with his will to win. You'll never right. hear me try to put his will to win versus LeBron's will to win. Because I there are so many games that, in my opinion, could have been winnable, but LeBron threw in the towel way too early. That's where I give Jordan the edge because no matter what the score is, Jordan's going to go out swinging. Right. And you saw that in that first episode. He's dying to get in the game. He's like 14 seconds or not. I'm trying to get in here, and we got a chance to go to the playoffs. He's over there livid. So when I saw that, I'm like, you got to tip your hat. You got to take your hat off. But the stuff about Kraus, I'm like, to me, this is where, in my opinion, we give him a pass. You looking at Jordan and Pippen taking personal shots at this man, criticizing his height, his weight, blah, 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 everything. And everybody just kind of sweeps it under the rug. Even Skip Bayless was like, well, he deserved it. And if I'm the GM, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. I put this together. How do y'all dis- dismiss me when I put it together? I made the moves to get Pippen in here, get Horace Grant in here. So how y'all going to disrespect me? And that's the part I feel like people ain't. That's that's the stuff I want to talk about when we talk about the first two episodes. It's crazy. That's the GM, right? Yeah. All right, so... I remember watching um, Jordan's um, his Hall of Fame speech, and he had said something about Jerry Cross. Like I see his name, who is even inviting him? So that's the same guy. Wow! Like nah, wow. like they at him at his Hall of Fame speech. But it's like, dude, he's on the bus. He's on the team bus. He in the facility. Like, they talking reckless to this man in front of his face. In front of everybody. And I'm saying it's like, I understand Michael Jordan is is loved by the whole world. But if that's anybody else, do we really give him a pass for that? No. No. You don't give anybody else to get destroyed, get crucified. On social well, media, on Sports Center, news stations, any kind of uh Well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that LeBron has done this, but you know, he has got some coaches fired before. I mean But but look, it's funny that you bring that up. It's funny that you bring that up because let's take it there. Let's take it there. All these years we hear about LeBron needs to stay in his place. Let the GM do their job. He's always in front of the cameras talking about, we need this player. We need that player. He needs to sit back and do his job. 
which is be yeah. a player and let the GM do their job, which is bring in what the team needs. But we got full conversation just two days ago confirming that they were not going to let Kraus do his job. If he felt that Pippen was getting older, he had the foot uh, surgery, the back surgery, those are damaged goods if I'm if I'm running an organization. And if the, the overall goal is to make sure I keep my organization up and running, then guess what? I might have to cut ties with you regardless of what you've done for me. We all should know that loyalty is not the business of the NBA. No. So that's it's what rare. I'm saying. You rip, you rip LeBron for that, but then Jordan oversteps his role as a player and he's trying to put his foot in the door of upper management and try to control what happens. And, and we love him for that. He stood up to Krause. Krause is swag hammer in Space Jam and this and that. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I see how they oh put I never put that together. I like, never put it together either. Hey, I, I like, I saw it the night after it aired and people was like putting side by sides together. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, I guess he was ripping people off. Come work for me on Moron Mountain and do this and do that. Scotty Pippen them got the got these contracts. So it's like I got the correlation and I was like, damn, that makes perfect sense. That is, that is hilarious. But it's like we sweep that under the rug. It's okay. It's acceptable. I have no Go ahead. I think that with it being Jordan, you know, him being the face of the NBA, him being the quote unquote, the guy that saved the league and all that stuff and uh, sales, uh, revenue, ratings, everything went up with him. I think that not just us as fans, but uh, coaches, other players, upper management who sped his ego to the point where he almost felt bulletproof. So he can, he can pretty much do what he wants. Without the, you know, the negative consequences that an average player would get if they were overly outspoken about GM, for example. So, yeah, Draymond Green's not getting this. Type of <laughs> 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 yeah, look, I would not. Yeah, look, if, if I'm Draymond, I, I would not get that treatment. I know what you did. And that wasn't even shot at you. I keep forgetting you kind of do look like him, but you know, it wasn't even shot at you, man. Anybody else would not get that Like you said, get that pass Or that sweep under the rug So because of it was Jordan We just kind of sweep under the rug a couple and, that would. And, and with a lot, uh, just like a lot of things Even his outside life, we would just say We'll make up excuses for Jordan Just because it's Jordan But anybody else, we would just destroy, destroy them And that's why And I love my I'm a, I'm a realistic fan where I'm like on the court, I love the dude, but off the court, there's a laundry list of things where I'm like, that man's a horrible person. But if anybody else did it, like this real quick example, his gambling, people just kind of sweep that under the rug. But if uh, Barkley plays poker for 11 hours in the casino, we had his neck. Like, oh, man, he should be doing better stuff with his life. But Jordan could gamble on anything, and we just say, oh, he's competitive. You know, he, he, has, he has to kill anything. But we give him a pass. There's a difference, though. There's a difference, though. There's a difference, though. Let's hear it. Jordan pays his debts. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't, I ain't gonna take it there. No, but it's like, uh, Jordan even had to testify in court against that uh 
that that little mob boss guy that was caught in all that money laundering and all of that, that he was, we talking about Jordan out here making $50,000, $100,000 bets. I've read stories about Jordan gambling the night before playoff games and stuff like that. And it's like, like you said, Marcus, oh, it's okay. He can go smoke all the cigars and drink all the yak he want to. He's still going to be ready to drop 50. We dismiss yeah. that. But then I'll give you an example. James Harden. He stays in the strip clubs. He does this and he's not focused on the game. He doesn't take it serious. And that's why his team falls short. And it's like, come on, bro. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. And has the ultimate get out of jail free card. And yeah. that's my fascination with the so conversation. Jordan was gambling on the games that he was playing in? Not the games. He just had an infatuation. Was gambling the games he was playing in? No. His competitive nature, like, he's gambling card games, golf. They were playing golf matches for ten, fifteen thousand dollars okay. $15,000. You know what I'm saying? That's just how competitive he was. And I'm like, I'll, I'll give him credit for that because it's like he hates to lose, period. So if that's what fuels him, like, hey, I, I bet you 100000 I can make his shot with my eyes closed. That's just how good he was. That's how much confidence he had in himself. Hell, I can't be mad at him for that. Jordan, Jordan got a gambling problem. He has, he has a gambling problem. He's an addict, man. He has an addict. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play golf and say, I'm going to bet $10,000 a hole or something crazy like that. That's a problem. That dude has a problem, man. But so, so real quick, tell- real quick, I'm going to take it back to Sunday morning when me and you was going back and forth, Marcus, on the article that said that Jordan gave the green light the day of the Cleveland Cavaliers championship parade. And in the beginning, you was like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And then the more and more stuff came out and you put two and two together, I'm saying that that shows you how competitive he really is. Like this dude is insane when it comes to his competitive drive because it's like I'm sitting here watching this parade or I'm listening to the sports channels and they're talking about how incredible this 3-1 comeback was. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? Wait a minute, man. Let me remind the world who I am. Yeah, You know what? Bring them tapes out. Bring them out. That's how I pictured all of this came about. They've been sitting on these tapes for almost 20 years, man. 20 years. After I read that article, and I read it a few times and I was just like, Wow, man, what is going through Mike's head? So I try to put myself in those egotistical, competitive shoes. I said pretty much the same thing you did. Uh, let me remind these people uh, of who I am. And uh, also something very interesting in that article was that Jordan wanted sole control of uh, everything that was going to be shown and released to the public. And... Uh, which also showed me that even though people are going to look at this and kind of put a little bit of a uh, twist on who he is as a person, he's still controlling the information that's being leaked out. So he's going to paint himself in the best light. Now he may let out a few crumbs where people say, ah, man, you know, he's mean, he's rude to his teammates just for competitive purposes. But uh, I'm pretty sure that there's some, there's some stuff on those tapes that would probably completely ruin his legacy. Exactly. Not gonna let it. Exactly. I guarantee it. 
Cause they wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. That's why you gotta watch it, even though you don't want to watch it. You gave a good reason for why I'm, you don't want to watch it. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm gonna do my very best to avoid like arguing. Cause I mean, I think what because I looked at I was on Twitter and they wasn't arguing about the greatness of MJ versus LeBron and Kobe. They were basically discussing how Scottie Pippen's contract. And that was one thing that boggled my mind. So he had seven years for $18 million. Was that it? Is that the, is that the contract? Seven years, $18 million. But here's the kicker. And this is where I'm like, I put myself in Scotty's shoes while I'm watching it. If I got a house and my family of 12, he said his father was uh, paralyzed. His brother uh, wrestling moved. Some accident happened. He ended up paralyzed. So now I got two people that's in a wheelchair. My family's depending on me to be the breadwinner. I ain't got time. I need this money now. So we're looking at it from a perspective of how contracts are today. During the time he signed it, that to him seemed like a good deal. Now, here's the conversation that nobody's having that I couldn't wait to bring up on this podcast. I listened to Michael Jordan call Scottie Pippen selfish for holding out because he wanted a new deal. And I'm saying, bruh, you told them after the fourth championship that you was not going to play for anything under $27 million. And they negotiated and y'all came up once the little incentives and all that, it came out to where he was making like $30 million a year. So if I'm making $30 million a year and the rest of my team ain't even making a third of that, and my wingman, my best man, is the sixth highest paid player on the team, and you didn't go to bat for him? That's why I took it from him. That's why I took it from him. When I said, when I saw his contract and they broke his numbers down, I was like, damn, Ron Harper is making more than this guy. (laughs) (laughs) First thing I thought was Jordan could have easily went in there and created some change for Scotty. Easily. That's supposed to be your board. That's your right-hand man. You know, I've heard Jordan quote saying stuff like, uh, you can't mention Michael Jordan without saying Scotty Pippen. But if you knew that this horrible contract was on the table for this man and knowing his, if you didn't know his family situation, you should know that I wouldn't have won these rings without you. Why wouldn't you go in the front office and say, you know, uh, pay that man more. He deserves it. We need to turn his contract sure. up. Yes, and, and Jordan had the power to do that. But I think, again, I think he is the kind of person that is like, if it's not really affecting me, I'm not worried about it. You hit it on the head. So that's why I'm like, dog, this man is really sitting, like, even after all of it has happened, like, this is not an old interview where he called him selfish. We talking about 55-year-old Mike Sitting down, uh, yeah. <laughs> calling his 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 wingman selfish, and I'm like, bro, he's trying to eat the same way you trying to eat. Like, how 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 is he selfish? Uh, that, I'm, a, I'm I'm gonna have to check this out. When's the next, when's the next time it come on? Because this stuff is not interesting. I mean, if you think about it. Every Sunday for the Every next Sunday, will they show? Episodes one and two before they show episode three and four. Because if so, I'm gonna definitely just 
sit down and watch all four at the same time so I can be, you know, on the same page. I'm pretty sure they will because six million people tuned in, so they definitely gonna run it back. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where I wasn't, it didn't catch my eye. Just like a lot of stuff, like the first time when a new TV show come out and everybody's watching it, I'm not the type of person to just hop on it just because the whole world's watching. But if this is the type of content that's being um, delivered, I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, un- unfiltered. Calling Pippin his. You have Batman calling Robin selfish. Your right hand man, you know. And he's that's sitting on thirty that's mil. That's he's sitting on thirty <laughs> mil. But here's hey, look, like Adrian said, he did not change his opinion. Like he said, fifty five year old might go to the interview. He didn't change his opinion and say, "Well, looking back on it now, I see he was just trying to feed his family." No, he was like, "I thought Scotty was selfish." Damn, bro. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, bro, like, not even a, you know what, now that I look back on it, I can kind of see where he was coming from. I'm giving y'all my blood, sweat, and tears. We done won three or four championships. And y'all still like out of common courtesy, like, look, Pip, we gotta we gotta hook you up, dog. You done bought a lot of money to the team, to the city. You done gave all the fans everything, bro. We gonna look out for you now. Nah, he didn't do none of that. So look, not to not to keep bringing up LeBron, but go back to the year in Cleveland when he went to bat for J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, he definitely helped out Tristan. He made sure that them dudes got paid, bro. Oh my God, he helped out Tristan. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, how do y'all give Jordan this pass? When he's showing you right in front of your face what kind of person he is, bro. All he was concerned about was winning championships no matter the cost. I'm going to tell you one thing I noticed, and uh, I've said it to my my brother and my cousin before, but I've never put it on social media. One thing I noticed about Jordan and Pippen, and Jalen Rose made me think about it again. He said that the Chicago Bulls were the most unhappy championship team. Yeah, they were the unhappiest <laughs> championship team. And I said, yeah, that makes sense because if Michael Jordan and Pippen are supposed to be boys, and that's my brother, and they speak so highly of each other, outside of basketball, what have you ever seen these dudes in the picture with each other? It's like when they leave the arena, these dudes don't have any contact with each other. As, as players, when they were playing or even retired, I have never seen them. Hey, I'll take it a further. Do you remember when... Um, was it Scotty Pippen was in court because he was having money problems? He just, uh, if, if, if my brother, my best friend, my partner is close to a billionaire and I'm having money problems and you mean to tell me you can't help me out? Not Come even on, attempted. Man. Not even attempted to look out. That's the thing. Like He could he could do something on the low, you know, something where he remained anonymous. No. Nah. He made sure, well, I don't say he made sure, but Scotty was out on his own. Somebody I won six championships with, you gonna leave me out like that after everything, blood, sweat, and tears. So you can and I'm over here, come on, man. Come and on. that's what like, I'm saying, know, bro. It's like, like you had to shed a tear for Pippen that night, bro. It's like, come on, man. Your family going through stuff. You signed this crazy contract. Your wife 
leave you for future. Like, come on, oh, dog. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Oh, I was like, man, we don't even want to hear about Jordan no more, dog. Pippin needs this. Pippin needs this love, man. Oh, they killed her on Twitter too, dog. It's like, how you gonna say something, man? Like, somebody said, uh, what they say, the Bulls didn't mess over Scotty as much as his as his wife did, and I'm just like, dog. I was like, so, man. She saw it say, if you only knew what was going to happen in the future, would you change? I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they are petty. Hey, so, man. The internet has no chill, man. But yeah, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for Scotty because at that age, I was just think looking at it from a basketball fan standpoint. I didn't think about. That's, that's it. We was kids, bro. So I, I didn't. Did. And I'm like, he is not making any money, his family issues and all that stuff. And then, again, I don't think him and Mike, outside of that arena, I don't think they were close at all, man. I don't think they were close. I have never seen a picture of them hanging out, no nothing, man. Like, like you know, like you see LeBron and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade, you know, you see them hanging out. You see all these and players. And boats. The time of the <laughs> I have exactly. I've, I've never seen Jordan. Like, and I know he's not really a social person, but I would think if anybody could spend time with this man on his personal time, it would be Pippen. I mean, right? I, I, I would think that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if y'all remember. I made a post a while back, and I was like, "Man, we we went in because I was like, Jordan don't ever give back to the game. I was like, for him to be the gold and the greatest ever, and people just." Love talking about Jordan. I see Dr. J. I see Magic Johnson. Hell, even Bill Russell is around the game. He, you know what I'm saying? Like All-Star Break, he's around the game. You see his face. You don't never see Jordan, huh? And that's why I'm like, to me. We're just in Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, I don't know, bro. It's like for me, that's that's what I enjoy doing. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I love watching documentaries and, and interviews and stuff like that. And it's like, you got to pull teeth to, to even get Jordan to sit down and talk to you, man. So I'm definitely going to, I'm going to definitely have to check this out, man. You guys have convinced me. I mean, I'm, like I said, I still have my reservations, but I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to avoid. That was two episodes. It was just introductions and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to avoid. I'm going to avoid like arguing who greatness. I'm just going to just talk about what I see and go from there. I think you could do it because uh, Adrian, like, like he said, man, I was I was checking this page out a lot when the, before the documentary came out and during, and I was like, I said he's not he's not really out there stirring up the pot, like you know what I expected him to do. I said, oh man, he, I said, I mean, is that his mo? That's his mo. That's what he does. But that's the thing, bro. It's like that's why that's why I said it's a gift and a curse because they announced this two or three years ago. I posted then I was like, man, I can't wait to watch it. That's shit that intrigues me. This ain't got nothing to do with LeBron or nobody else. I wanted to see the behind the scenes. They giving us insight on how the practices was going, how he was talking in practice. He was talking crazy to them. I've seen videos of Kobe talking crazy to his teammates in practice. So we heard the stories about Jordan punching Kerr. Now we're going to see how that came about. 
I don't give a damn about no GOAT conversation. And that's why as soon as I saw social media take off, I was like, bro, this is going to go on for the next two months. There's no end yeah. to it. Yeah. I was like, I ain't even going to set myself up for failure. I told my wife as soon as it ended, I said, bro, there's nothing LeBron can do right now. He might as well go hide under a rock. <laughs> don't even do nothing. Like, don't even get on your Instagram. Don't do nothing, bro. Nothing. No TikTok videos. Hey, but I, no, you're, right. you're right. Like, right now, he, uh, like you said, no matter what, no matter what he does, Good or bad, it's not gonna overshadow this uh, this documentary. And the Jordan fans, like I said, I'm a fan, but, I, but I'm not an illogical fan. Jordan does wrong. He is not this biblical creature. You know, I I don't I don't buy off. I don't buy into him like that. But uh, I cannot wait to see how these next few Sundays play out because when when some stuff comes out that kind of goes against the narrative of him being this holier than thou person. I want to see how the Jordan people receive it. I can't wait to see their reaction to that. How, just like you said, Adrian, they're going to make excuses for it. Something bad is going to be shown on the, on the TV, and there's going to be a lot of social media excuses. Bruh, look what they doing today. The 63-point game at the Garden, bro, it was incredible. You cannot take nothing away from that. But at the end of the day, they lost. Oh man, he was coming back from a foot injury. He was doing, I'm like, bro, that's why I made the post that I made because I'm like, they literally showed you and they told you that he left to go to North Carolina thinking he told the Bulls he was just going to get away. He just needed to clear his mind. It isn't that. As soon as he got off the plane, bro, he went in the lab. He's doing aquatics. He's doing this. He's playing in the gym. He's running. And that's just what the camera showed us. So ain't no telling what all else he was doing to get back into game shape. So I'm saying that from my perspective, once he did return to the court, it wasn't like somebody who had to work himself back into game shape, get ready to, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing against professional athletes. So I got to slowly, gradually get back into that grind. He was hitting the ground running at full strength, bro. Full speed. And when that's what the logical fans do, and the logical illogical fans don't want to accept truth about their chosen player. So just like just like I said on the uh, Facebook post, I said, "What's the debate?" I said, "You know, he he went out there and balled out. He wasn't going to win. You know, they lost, but I just didn't understand why people would try to." Make an excuse, especially the foot excuse. I use the same example with uh, most recently that boxing match between Wilder and Fury. And uh, people were saying Wilder lost because he was having problems with his wife and he didn't tra- train him seriously. These are Wilder fans. I said, why are y'all making excuses for the man? Just say he lost. Well, he had all the heavy equipment, too. And then look, man, when they even when they said, oh man, his his costume was too, I'm like, bro, you picked that out. You hand selected that. You picked it out. You picked it out. So I said, quit making excuses for him and just accept it for what it is. So fans cannot truly accept their chosen player or their chosen team uh to just like uh take a loss. I'm I'm guilty of it. When Louisville loses to teams, I'll make up an excuse and say, ah oh, man, you know, we Free throws are bad, or you know, we all do it. Shooting. Because sometimes I don't want to admit. 
Nah, man, just got beat. So we all do it. Doris performing. Nah, man, that's. I would never say I'm that, that way with Kanye. Have a foot injury. I'm that way with Kanye. Man, we ain't finna talk about no damn Kanye. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm an irrational fan when it comes to Kanye. We ain't even finna do that. But look, here's where I do but, give um, credit to whoever. Right, guys. I, I have to head back. Um, I have to head back into work. It's been real. It's cool. Sorry. You didn't watch the documentary, watch the documentary anyway, dog. You can go on and get out of here. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> one, <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on here, okay? Appreciate you, bro. All right, hey, bro. All right. All right. So so real quick, Marcus, I ain't going to keep you on here too long, man. So it's like who whoever went in and redone that footage of that Boston Celtics game, like the color and everything was so crystal clear because I have the full-length game here at the house, start to finish. And that's why I be telling people, I'm like, when I speak on things like that, that's because I've gone back and I've watched that game, and I can see it now as an adult, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, bro, he was James Harden before James Harden. And when I say that, people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, go back and look at that game. He attempted 41 shots, and he took 21 free throws. He was gunning. He was supposed to score 63. Nobody else shot the ball but him. And that's why when I when I say the stuff that I say, it comes off as if I'm a lunatic, I'm crazy. But I'm like, bro, don't look at the highlights. Go back and watch the full game from start to finish. He was quicker than everybody on the floor. He could jump higher than everybody on the floor. There's nothing that Boston could do with that, and they still won the game. Right. He just, that's who he was, bro. He was just a dominant figure, but he didn't know how to win. So I give him credit for eventually learning that, you know what, we're not going to be successful by me trying to go out here and get 60 every night. I got to figure out ways to where I can get 30, 40, but still make everybody else on the team a threat because nobody else was a threat on the floor. Nah, no, not in that game. Uh, And you can even, even in the highlights they show, a lot of shots that he made were heavily contested bad shots from a basketball <laughs> player's standpoint. But uh, again, we give him that pass because because he's Mike. That's it, man. He, he has the ultimate you got a jail free card. He can he can ultimate. And that's he why does. I was like, I don't want to bash the man because that's foolish. You sound crazy trying to say Jordan is not good. I've never <laughs> said Jordan is not good. I never said Jordan is not great because we all grew up around the same time. I was fascinated by the tongue out, switch hands in the air and all of that. But then as I got older and I started looking at the style of play, that's my only gripe was the style of play. And then I heard people talk about he didn't have no help. Yo, post. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. you on her now. I, I'm guilty of that. I, I have said that. Uh, matter of fact, in that Boston, in that particular playoff series, even with the highlights, I was like, man, who are these other people on the floor? Now, even when he uh, first made it to his first NBA final, I still say, and I'm not trying to turn this into a Jordan-LeBron debater argument, I was just looking at the comparative rosters, and in my opinion, I think LeBron had more help, and I, I'm going to uh, give you a Cliff Notes version of it. Jordan has never had a premier point guard 
And to be honest, in my opinion, he's never really had an above average center. I don't think Bill Cartwright, Will Perdue, Luke Longley were were above average center. I, I think that they were just big bodies who did just enough to uh, kind of anchor that spot. Right. And, I mean, and that's just my opinion again. And the Bulls were never, never really a deep team. Like I was looking at some of the the reserves, man. I was like, what was it was it Randy Brown or Mark Brown, whatever his name is? Uh, and, and then of course, I'm not trying to discredit what Paxson, Bushler, and Kerr did, but um, they were just basic tools on that Bulls team to me. You couldn't give them the ball and say create your own shot. Like those when they were on the floor, you knew I can't allow this person to get open. I can't double off too deep and, and give this man an open shot. To me, they were just uh, one-trick specialists. And that's where I, I this is where I insert my I respectfully disagree. Because, again, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I feel like for all of us, we're just trying to recreate the highlights that we've been shown in our head. But if you go back and watch those games, I'll give you another example. I shared a clip earlier where they were showing the uh, celebration of the 72 and 10. It was like a five or six minute highlight reel of the whole entire season of that 72 and 10 team. And I saw stuff that I Kerr and Ku Coach and all of them was doing that I don't remember at all. Don't even remember it happening. And I'm like, they were out there holding their own. I went back and looked at my history and I'll share it when we get off of here. There's a clip where the, the Bulls are playing the Lakers and the last four minutes of the game, Pippen was facilitating. He was running the offense. Coach was hitting all kind of uh, big shots. The Bulls come back and won the game and Michael Jordan wasn't even involved in the last four minutes of it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. When people talk, it's like we automatically assume that every game that's close ended with Jordan sealing the deal. I'll give you another example. The 92 finals against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland, Chicago was down by 16 points. Phil Jackson took Mike out. I want to say this was, was it game yeah. six? I think it was game six, the, the, the championship game. Was it the last game when, yeah, he, uh, he pulled him out and they came all the way back? They came back from 16 down with him on the bench. Yeah. So when I hear people say he didn't have any help, bro, just because it's not a star-studded standout name when you look at the roster doesn't mean that that roster was bad. But when we talk about LeBron, you see the star-studded names and then you just, oh, man, he had all these people. He had Deron Williams. Yeah, I'm like, bro, Williams, he was sitting on the bench when they picked him up. How do you put him in that conversation with, he played with so many all-stars. He didn't contribute for them. If you go back and look at that finals when they had him against Golden State, bro, he didn't give them nothing. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, bro, like, it's a it's a lose-lose situation because at the end of the day, it's not my job to convince a, a Jordan fan that LeBron is better, nor is it your job to convince me. We just have to agree to disagree and walk away with a mutual understanding. Right. But with social media, you can't do that. People, I'm talking about talk bad to you, bro. Oh, I, and, and yes, I agree <laughs> with you. Like, that's why I said I'm a, I'm a logical basketball fan. I, will, I won't get to the point where 
I'm arguing and raising my voice over personal opinion. So just like with me and you, you know, we can respectfully disagree on something. <laughs> but on social media, no. People are gonna, man, they are gonna type up some serious vitriol with your name attached to it and tag other people and bring in backup and it it's too much, man. Now I do like kind of poking and priding to get people to kind of get on their nerves a little bit, but I'm like, dude, it's this I love basketball, but I'm not gonna get to the point where it just uh consumes my emotions from a social media standpoint. Right. Like and that's that's what I had to learn the hard way, bro. Cause I'm talking about dude, I would be sitting in my job and completely forget that I'm at work and I'm just typing, going back and forth, going back and forth. And I'm talking about typing novels, dude. And then it got to the point to where we cussing each other out. F you this, F you that. I bet you won't say it to my face. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know LeBron. I don't know Jordan. Duh. Like it's crazy. But real quick, before we get out of here, one thing that I did learn from the first two episodes, you kind of heard the rumors or whatever, but we got confirmation. Everybody in there doing lines, dog. Like, <laughs> these are professional athletes, bro. And I'm like, when I think about Charlie Murphy, uh, Rick James store, I'm like, you know what? That's what was going on. Hey, if you notice, and I said it, Immediately, I said, wow, Michael Jordan's a dry snitch. Because they asked him, <laughs> so story true about people doing lines and drinking and the girls. He laughed for about six or seven seconds and then said, I mean, I, I was like, oh, man, you, see, you just told on your whole team. Right, right. You told on the entire team. And I, yeah, that was hilarious. Imagine okay. being 60 and you got to look at your wife and be like, look, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> baby, it wasn't me. I didn't have no girls in the hotel room. <laughs> Man, your kids is is graduated. They got kids. You got to talk to your grandkids now. Like, look, I wasn't doing no coke back in the 80s. <laughs> I was like, oh. But it's like, even when he said that, I was like, man, that's, that's interesting. But then I started putting all this stuff in perspective. I'm like, if all of that was going on on the team, then obviously that was kind of the norm, so to speak. And you got a young, fresh out of college kid who I believe Jordan wasn't engaging in that kind of activity. He was too hungry. You could see it. So you drop him in the middle of a court full of guys that's coming off a high from the night before. I'm like, bro, he's doing what he was supposed to do. He's going up and people are coming down. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still going up as the opponents are coming down. He's just dunking over everybody, changing hands. And I'm like, Look at what was going on, bro. Everybody, he's the only sober player on the court. Him and the referees. So, of course, he's going to be out there. I'm like, so, man, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we was all fascinated by it. We, we, we were. And I'm still fascinated by it because some of those acrobatic layups and finishes, we ain't never seen that. Amazing. We ain't never seen it again. I would never try to, you know, discredit what he did as a player, man. I'm just saying as a person, it's like, Jordan fans have to be realistic. I'm one of those fans. I wanted to ask you real quick. How did you feel about seeing uh, Oakley handle Pippen like that, man? Oh, man. Even with that, it's like you hear the stories. I don't know if if you played ball in high school or nothing like that. I don't know. So for me, I was always on a team. 
And you had the upperclassmen pulling pranks and doing all kind of stuff. Me personally, I ain't going to never let nobody slap me at all. I don't care what's going on. Ain't nobody going to slap me. But it it almost comes off as the the norm, the rookie hazing and stuff like that. So it didn't really surprise me. But at the same time, Pippen was thin as hell in that video. What was he going to do with Oakley, bro? My brother made a comment on Facebook and said he went back and looked at what age Oakley and Pippen were. It was a two-year difference. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to tag you in that comment. There was a two-year difference in age between them. It was like, he said 23, 21. Yeah, something like that. I'm going to tag you in that. And I was just shocked. I was like, man, this dude is two years older than you. And you're allowing him. I mean, granted, it is Oakley. But even still, you. See, see, I thought Oakley was way older than him, and that's kind of like that. I thought he did too. Hey, Rook, go get my bags, and you know. But nah, if if we only two years apart, then hell no, you ain't putting your hands on me like that. Because he he smacked and threw him in the corner and everything. I'm like, but I'm not gonna sit there and pretend like I haven't seen that in my own locker rooms and stuff like that. And that's why even when that little thing, not to get all the way off topic, but with Anthony Davis and the towel and all that. In, at UK. Yeah, UK. All that goofy, silly stuff. I've seen stuff like that. But they knew not to don't don't try to pull my pants down or do nothing that crazy jump because right. that that's when we you gotta draw the line in the sand after that. Right. But nah, definitely. One more thing before we get out of here, man. All right. The part where Jordan sits at the podium and he's like, I shouldn't have to make decisions on who I play for and if if it ain't field, then I'm not playing no more, and all of that. I, I that's something that stood out to me also, because again, it's like we give LeBron hell for trying to take control of his situations, and Jordan said it himself. I know my window is is shrinking. I don't have time to rebuild. Right. But just a year ago. We told LeBron that he needs to sit down with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and all these guys and just play with what you got. LeBron is at the end of his career. He's trying to win. So it's like, how is it different? Uh, because we, most people are uncomfortable with, uh, again, they are uncomfortable with trying to give that truth that they will give to anybody else to give back to Jordan. I mean... <laughs> They, they won't do it. I've I seen it uh, even with that, with the, the coaching thing. Talking about, you know, he can't see himself playing for anybody except Phil. I immediately thought, wow. So Jordan was drafted in 03, 04, and he said that how would, you know, news or just the media in general, how would they handle it? I mean, how, would they, how would they receive that? But because Jordan is, again, that <clears throat> holier-than-thou character and NBA lore, they are not going to, you know, hold him accountable like they would anybody else. You you brought up a good point in your uh, one of your comments where he signed an autograph for a little kid and didn't even make eye contact with the kid. He I just, forgot he about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but that autograph he gave that kid, he didn't look at the kid. The kid is like staring up at him. Like, you know, as a child, you might think Jordan's your idol and you're looking at him. Jordan just completely never made eye contact, never said, Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Nothing. Nothing. And Ice that kid and kept it moving. And and even as I'm watching, I'm like, wow, man, that was foul. 
I said, man, that was foul for Jordan to not take five, ten seconds to give this kid a lifelong memory. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, well, maybe he probably signed 100 autographs before that. So even I was like almost guilty at 38 years old of making excuses <laughs> for his terrible behavior, man. But it's crazy because it's like even living here in Louisville, they talk about how he comes to the Derby all the time. And I've heard stories similar to what we saw with our own two eyes. It's like people asking for a picture and this and that. And he's just like, nah, no. Or they talk about how he's a bad tipper and this and that. And it's like, I'm not trying to nitpick the guy because at the end of the day, if that's just who he is as a person, who am I to judge him? But you got a child that's standing literally like right in front of your face. And they hand you something to sign and you just scribble something on there. Keep your conversation going with everybody else and just hand it down and walk right past the child. Keep it moving. And I'm like, come on, man. This is who y'all want to be like? You want to be like Mike? Like that for real? Moving, man. It's, it's crazy. Is that what the Common game? You hear what Common said, right, about being a ball boy? I haven't heard. I haven't got a chance to watch that yet. Uh, it was on one of the little commercial breaks where Common said he was a ball boy at one of the games. And some guy said, uh, hey, man, can you take this basketball down and get Michael to sign it. The comment was like, yeah, it cost you $5, though. So they gave Common $5. He goes down to the locker room and says, hey, yo, Mike, can you sign this basketball? And he said, Mike looked at me and said, hey, man, you got it. You know, just go ahead and sign it yourself. And he said, so I took the pen, I signed the basketball, and brought it upstairs to the uh, to the guy. And he looked down and saw that Michael was spelled wrong by giving him his $5 back. And of course I was laughing, but then I was like, Damn, Mike, you couldn't sign that basketball for a ball boy. It's crazy, dude. No, nah, I haven't seen like I I I saw he because he had on a green shirt or something, right? Yeah. I thought it was like a full interview or something. I was like, I'm gonna go back and watch it. So I think I did see parts of what you're saying, but I didn't watch it. But it's like that that's the stuff that sticks out to me. And it's like, no, I'm not watching the documentary to nitpick and this and that because I'm I'm interested in it. I want to see it. But as I'm watching it, that's the stuff that stood out because I'm like, real quick before I get off of here, even when I took my son to the Cavaliers game, granted, this was the introduction to warmups. When LeBron ran out on the court, he at least gave my child eye contact. He looked at my son and handed him the ball, but then he went on about his going on to the layup line. But it's like, Mike wasn't even in the game. This ain't warmups. This ain't nothing. You standing right next to a child and you never even once looked down, shook his hand, rubbed him on the head or nothing like nothing. I've seen countless videos where LeBron fist bump a kid or take a selfie with him and do stuff like that. And I'm like, that to me is the stuff that's important. But that's why we won't be an ambassador for basketball. <laughs> but good conversation, man. I can't wait till Sunday. That's why I wish they would just put them all up there, man. I just want to watch them all. Binge watch it too, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Uh, hey, man, if you ever you know want some more input on the next two episodes, just hit me up, dog. I'm I'm all for it because actually my wife suggested the idea because it's like it's been hard because the podcast is supposed to be sp- kind of sports driven, but we ain't got no sports, <laughs> and it's like I don't want to keep having the same old conversations that social media is having or conversation that TV's having, so to speak. And I was just like, man, I don't know what to really talk about. And she's like, well, every week, why don't you do a recap of the two episodes? And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. Definitely. Appreciate you, man.
Hey, man, appreciate you too, man. Uh, hey, man, continue to pray for your uh, success or whatever goals you have concerning this podcast, man. I hope you achieve them, dog. I, I think this is dope. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. Leo ass toasted. No competition. Amnesia coasting. Yeah. I feel